Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the eye test. I'm your host, Mark Coles, and I'm with my co-host, Sean Williams. How you doing, sir? Doing great, man. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. You know what I'm saying? Another week in the books. Football, uh, we get a, one is in the books. So I'm excited. I'm ready to talk about it. Let's, so I don't know, man. Let's just do it, man. Ain't nothing Let's just jump into know. it, man. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, man, week one of NFL uh, season is in the books. And honestly, man, it was probably the most exciting thing that I've seen in a while. And it seems like everybody around the world seemed to be excited for it. Except for a few uh, crotchety old men. Um, because in our last episode, I don't know if you saw it, Sean, but we had some comments where like people was like, Ooh, NFL down down with these it, guys. It, 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 it always it always amazes me that somebody will go out of their way to say, "Hey man, we don't want nothing, no NFL in my house, none of this stuff." And they clearly have NFL up on Facebook, on their phone, or on their computer. It's clearly in the house, Mark. I don't know if they're confused or not. I don't know what they're doing here, but. I'm like, I feel like I- these are the type of people that would possibly pay money to go to an NFL game just to boo and tell them that it's trash. I, I don't know who's winning in that scenario, Mark. <laughs> I don't understand it because it was like, well, why did we show up in your algorithms if you don't like the NFL? Because it literally, our episode literally says the NFL is back. And that's it. <laughs> hey, look, yeah, they they clearly they because they weren't even just saying NFL. Some some people said all sports, and it's like there's why, no why? way this would have popped up on your feed. <laughs> right, like why do to, so either you are interested in sports or you're going all the way out of your way to hate Mark. I, I I don't know, man, but it sounds like there's some really sick people out there. Yeah, man, like very, very sick, masochists, if you will. Uh, yeah, terrible. Yeah, and all because of some kneel, all because of uh, kneeling and uh, political protests. Well, you know what, Mark? I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I feel like this is something that I noticed a little subtle, a subtlety that I noticed. You know, because me, I can't watch the NFL and just watch one game. No, I turned on multiple games. I had Red Zone on, Mark. I had um, I had the um, Niners game on. I had the Colts game on. Um, I had all these these things going at once. And one thing I did notice, Mark, is the NFL tried to play it smart this year. They did one national anthem and broadcast it across all games at 10 o'clock, Mark. They did that. It it looked like it was even pre-recorded, Mark. 10 o'clock because you're on the West Coast. Yes, yes, 10 o'clock, my bad. But the first set of games. But, yeah, so – I mean, it, it looked like it was even pre-recorded, Mark. So, and, and, and the crazy thing was you see the singer there and then they had like a green screen background. I was like, you're not even showing crowds. Genius, 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 genius. If it happened three years ago, Mark, it happened today. It happened now. And it feels like it's a little too late for that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, they finally have trying, it seems like they're trying, trying to slowly ease out of this, hey, we're going to try to make money off of patriotism business. But we'll see how it works out for them. Me personally, I, I'm not a person who sits down and watches the national anthem before the games anyway. So it never really bothered me. 
but I just happened to notice this time because it was week one. I was excited and I was like, yo, okay, that's new. Right. But what so, do you think yeah. about that? What do you think about that, man? <laughs> Listen, um, honestly, I think about it as much as I watch the beginning of games. And I, so I didn't like what you're talking about. I didn't even know that happened because I don't turn on the games until one fifteen. Like yeah. when all that stuff is out the way and they actually finally really do kick it off. That's when I start watching football. It was probably about one ten when that was happening. I was afraid I was missing the kickoff and I got there a little early and I watched about 10 seconds of the anthem and, and, you know, that's when I was like, oh, okay, I got time. Let me go ahead and use the bathroom now. You know what I'm saying? I started grabbing my beer. Like, I wasn't sitting there watching it. Nobody cares. Like, not at all. Like, I, that, see, you know, from Jurassic Park. See, nobody nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, nobody give a damn what y'all doing with the national anthem. Nobody no, nobody ever cared to begin with. And that's, and, and that's the point. So, but I just had to point out that little tidbit. They're still trying to appease to um, both sides when neither side cares anymore. Well, yeah. That's what I'll say. More or less. But, um, all right, let's well, get into this, man. Yeah, but yeah, let's get into it because uh, clearly nobody cares about the protest uh, this year because some of the highest ratings ever for, uh, for the Thursday night and Monday night game ever. Uh, Thursday night's game was almost as much as the Super Bowl, I believe. Um, and yeah. it, it was 22.6 million people that tuned in for that Thursday night game. And I think that the Monday night game had its highest total viewers since 2013, I believe, at yeah. 16, 17 million people watching that game one um, on Monday night. So clearly, like, the people – the people that are, I'm not watching. You're you're pretty much by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else is. So, so good. Oh, it just I, I just wanted to start the conversation off with the Thursday night game, since we're going there. And mm-hmm. um, and I told you from before that was the game that I wanted to see. That was the game that I wanted to see, and it turned out, it, it that, that's exactly what I wanted to see it, Mark. Um, and and uh. And just to be clear, like we're talking about the viewership and all this other stuff. I always talk about how Thursday night games is games that nobody wants to see, right? Please, Mark, I just hope that they make this a trend, that they actually play games on Thursday night that we want to see. First, we start off with Dallas versus Tampa Bay. Now we're going to get them versus Washington. Okay. And regardless of whether or not the teams are good, it's one of those games where everybody tends to watch. So, you know, so once again, I don't know if, you know, that's a rivalry game, you know, I don't know if they're just trying to pay a little bit more attention to Thursday. A little bit. Huh? It's the Giants in Washington. Oh, it's the Giants? Scrap all that I just said (laughs) then. You have to cut that out. But (laughs) I thought it was Dallas. My man. No, no, Nobody sorry. wants to see that. Well, it looks like the NFL is back to the old tricks. Fuck <laughs> it. Maybe we just got a little taste of in week one then. Ugh, terrible, Mark. I'm upset now. Uh, but Seems like let's, it. Just, let's just get into the game. All right. All right so, so yeah. it's Tampa Bay versus uh, Dallas. 
man, um, it turned out to be everything that I thought it would be and a little bit more. Um, I was I had questions about Tampa Bay's defense. It looked questionable. <laughs> it looked questionable at times. Um, I thought that Dallas's defense couldn't get any worse, and I thought that they were getting better. I thought they did drafted well to fill the holes that they needed to. And Dallas went out there and was causing turnovers. If you're going to give up the yards and you're going to give up everything else, if you can get the turnovers, then it cancels. It's the great equalizer. And they had that. They just happened to be playing against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know? So, um, but my takeaways from the game were Tampa Bay's, Tampa Bay's defense, their secondary, especially considering the injuries, um, it's going to be vulnerable this year. Teams are going to be able to take advantage of that. And um, the run defense, I can't tell you what it is, Mark, because Dallas was too scared to run the ball. But one thing I've learned from the past, Mark, is if, if, if one coordinator is afraid to run the ball against them, they all will be. This is just the what this is what happens in the NFL. If one team is scared, then the others follow suit and, and, and they're gonna play scared as well. This is how teams go on runs. Um fortunately, everybody is monkey see, monkey do, and not monkey a, see monkey do. It's not a lot of trendsetters out there. No nope. too many Indians and not enough Chiefs in the NFL. Yeah. So that's I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, Mark, this won't be the first game that you see teams just avoiding the run versus Tampa. They're not even going to test them, and it's kind of disappointing. But Dallas's offense, the other, the other takeaway was Dallas's offense seemingly picked up right where they left off right before Dak, Dak got hurt last year. Um, Dak looks good. The offense was rolling on all cylinders. Um, C.D. Lamb had a case of the drops in the beginning. Turned out uh, he fixed it in the second half. Michael Gallup went down. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Amari Cooper has looked, he looked the best that I've ever seen him. And I believe Dak looked the best that I had ever seen him in that game. Um, but yes, in, in, in DeMarcus, DeMarcus uh, Lawrence got hurt in that game uh, or in practice this Wednesday. So he's not going to be there. So the already shaky Dallas defense albeit they've gotten some turnovers in this game, are going to be even shakier in the future. So Dallas just looks like Dallas, I guess, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Just good enough to run up the score and lose. Yeah, and I, I think you're going. we're going to see a lot of that. The, a lot of high-scoring games from Dallas and losses, which is, has been par for the course for Dallas for at least the last two years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, – it will be fun to watch at the very least uh, while it's happening. Um, you know, but what I find interesting is that uh, the team that wasn't out of the NFC East, at least the team that wasn't expected to come out on top. And uh, at, right now they are leading the division, which is my Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> they they are to throw that in there. huh? Yeah. <laughs> they are leaving they are leading the division, and uh, the way things are beginning to shake out, they may actually win the – like, I mean, it's only week one. We don't know how things are going to play out, but as it stands, things have st- things have seemingly moved into their favor a little bit with the uh, falling of 
Brian Fitzpatrick and now DeMarcus Lawrence being gone. So uh, Dallas defense is – that's a significant piece lost to a yeah, and then Bar- that, that wasn't very good already. Yeah. And, and then you – the Giants, like – and, like, this is – This is where I got to pat myself on the back a little bit because I've been telling people that the Giants are going to be a shit show. I don't care what they add, who they got, or whatever. Like, they're going to be a shit show. And week one, they showed and proved that they're exactly that. And I don't see that changing at all because, I mean, it wasn't like they were playing world beaters and they got their asses handed to them. Um, <laughs> in week one. So, um, matter of fact, let me just pull that up against uh, their week one opponent here. Um, sorry that I'm drawing a blank. Oh yes, the Broncos. The week their week one opponent is the Broncos. No, not a lot of people. Um, I just want to touch on that game quickly, is because not a lot of people believe in Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater, you and I believe that Teddy yeah. is a very solid player and uh he performed His numbers for that game mark yeah 28 for 36 264 two touchdowns and he looked like he was having fun out there that's the that's the big thing he looked yeah. like he looked like he was enjoying himself and that and that was dope man uh, uh, I just I just have to put this out here mark those are the best numbers if you're talking about efficiency and things of that nature. Those are the best numbers from any Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning was playing. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going <laughs> to throw it out there. It's been not to say that the people that came after in between there were great, but there's been a lot of hype about some of those guys that came in between there, and there's been a lot of faith put into them. And lo and behold, you got this guy that everybody's been. Well, Drew Locke has had a game or two where he's shown out. Well, not not that level of efficiency, though. That's why I mentioned that. Because he has, Drew Locke has had some games where he's gotten you, you know, 200, 300, 200 plus, 300 yards, whatever. He's he's had those games and he's had games where he's looked good. But I'm going to tell you right now, just from start to finish, he he had a game like this. Mm. But once again, so I'm just glad to see Teddy Bridgewater in the starting position. I do understand that he was playing against the Giants, but I've watched the Broncos play shit teams and still not look good offensively. So, well, speaking of uh, speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, it made me like I just thought of this just now. I find it interesting that Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that was has always been efficient, always been able to throw the efficient pass and play well. Uh, but was seemingly like pushed around the league and forgotten about. Uh, he came out and showed to prove, and there was a, and then another guy at in Houston, Tyrod Taylor, did the same, and he is yet another person that has been pushed around the league, different places, and uh, nobody ever really believes in him. And just seemingly because, like, there's um, these teams are in flux, they have they ended up with a starting job, and now they have an opportunity here. And it seems in week one, at the very least, they finally have um, they showed they showed up, they showed up and showed out, both both people. So I don't know what you think about that. Um, man, um. 
I think it's interesting, man. Um, just to throw out another fun fact, um, all of the West teams won AFC West and AFC and NFC West both won all their games. But I mean, Tyrod, Tyrod out of that group is probably the one that was least expected to win. Um, so it wasn't just, I mean, you could look at the Broncos situation and say, okay, look, Teddy, we expected you to win. We didn't really care who was at quarterback. We expected the Broncos to win that game, but Ted, but, but Tyrod wasn't expected to win that game. He wasn't expected. He wasn't expected to win that game so handily either. So, so um, I'm very impressed with Tyrod Taylor. I don't know if this is going to turn into a real chance or opportunity for him, but I, I'm just going to, I hope that he's able to enjoy the moment in a way to where they don't bring in somebody or try to get him to sit at any time during the season. I want to see a full season of Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, Mark. And that's something that we haven't been able to experience since he was with Buffalo. No, we haven't. And I'm looking forward to it. And speak, uh, speaking of the fact that he wasn't expected to win this game uh, and not, especially not handedly, um, who do you think that says more of? Do you think it says more of the Houston Texans? Or does it say more of the Jacksonville Jaguars and their new head coach in the results of this game? Mm. Look, I'm not giving no credit to Houston. Um, the, the Whatever credit that goes to Houston in this scenario, it goes to Tyrod Taylor and whoever decided to hand the ball off all those times. That's who it goes to. That's it. I'm not giving any other credit outside of that. I don't know who's responsible for, for the, for the play calling, but that's what I give them credit for. And Jacksonville did play a part. Uh, I do. I do feel like urban Meyer is come is getting out to a rocky start here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, everything in my mind said, this is a recipe for disaster. Um, just, just from the little small things that I was noticing, I, 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 I didn't like the fact that they didn't have a real clear cut number one wide receiver. I like DJ Shark, but he is not wide receiver one material yet in the league. He has the potential to be, but he's not there. And then for them to bring in Marvin Jones, Mark. It was said that Marvin Jones was brought in to be the number one, which I didn't like that move. And then you had James Robinson sitting on the roster, and these guys bring in like three more running backs. Every every move that led up to this season bothered me, Mark. And and now you have Trevor Lawrence back there, and you have um, Urban Meyer running this team. I'm not going to blame the defense on, on Urban Meyer because the defense is what it was last year. But offensively, yes, you can't have Trevor Lawrence out here throwing a ball 51 times. I think um, you're right. You can't have Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball 51 times, especially not against Houston's defense. That makes zero sense. If that was that was an awful game plan, Urban Myers needs to figure that out ASAP. But uh, my I one thing that I do have a problem with, um, and I've talked about it many times is pretty much uh, the, I guess, the undrafted player prejudice. Um, like, not and not every team feels that way. Not, like, not every team feels that way. Not every team operates that way. But most of them do. 
uh, most of them have an undrafted or a, a draft pick prejudice. If you were drafted in the later rounds, you're not going to play. If you're if you were undrafted, you're not going to play. We seen it in Denver with Philip Lindsay, who was by far the best back on that team, and yet they kept searching for answers from someone else, even though they had Philip Lindsay the whole time. Now Philip Lindsay wasn't the greatest pass catching back, but he was dynamic with running the ball. The only time he should have been coming out is if they were throwing somebody in for uh for, to catch the ball. Um, but they kept looking for somebody else and kept uh and kept stifling what he was able to do. Um and then we say and now we're seeing it uh, with Jacksonville with um James Robinson. James Robinson, because down uh, they they have Carlos Hyde, and they drafted a number one. They drafted a running back in the uh, in the first round when they probably should have drafted an offensive lineman or something like that to help their uh, to help their quarterback. But um, and uh those these are the things that happen even though James Robinson was but he was in the top 5 of running backs all last year um so and he and he showed that he could pass catch and run so yeah he he proved himself beyond right what most running backs in the in in their time in the league proved themselves he proved himself he had plenty of time he was there all season he did everything he was supposed to do and they bring in a veteran, and then they draft <laughs> they draft a running back, right? Like one of the best that. running backs supposedly in the draft. Like they didn't just draft some guy. Like no, right. so it's it's just insane to me that this is what they would do. But like you said, they have that draft pick bias, and it's a real thing. And it more so uh, uh, happens to running backs than any other position in the NFL. Absolutely. Well, running backs and quarterbacks. Running backs, but I still think it just happens more heavily in a running back situation. Yeah, um, well, that's because it, it's more running backs rotating around, whereas quarterbacks don't really Possibly. rotate around as much. Possibly. Yeah, I got um, you. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you're right. But uh, but one such team that did doesn't quite feel that way, and kudos to you because it is actually your team, the San Francisco 49ers, who had uh, Trey Sermon as a healthy scratch, which was very surprising. And they went with Elijah uh, Mitchell over uh, over Trey uh, over Sermon. And seemingly it was the it was the right choice. I mean, at least it was the right choice for this week. We'll see how things play out for the rest of the season. But uh, Raheem Mostert went down um, in after (laughs) – after just three carries, which is something that I predicted. I mean, I predicted three games, but I had three. He said, he said, he said did I say games? I made carries. Is that, see, that's what, that's what you're going to play it? Yeah, I mean, but. I had a three in there. So, you know, I mean, it's I was right. And, um, and he showed out. Elijah Mitchell showed out, which was great. Um, but uh, very quickly, I do want to touch on uh, Raheem Mostert because I just brought it up and I want to get back to what I was talking about. Um, apparently um, Raheem Moster is receiving uh, threats and saying he, and people are bullying him online and shit because of what happened. I don't, 
I don't know. I'm like some fantasy football fan like, type of stuff. Like this is his wife. Like his wife is saying that people are saying he should he should kill himself and all types of shit. Like what's wrong with people, man? Like, uh, like what? Are, I, I I can't explain to you why, man. I don't understand what's wrong with people, man. Like, I need I just need fans, professional right. sport fan, fan fans of professional American sports. I just need y'all to do better. Can y'all do better? This is ridiculous, man. Like, ima- Mark, Mark, imagine you having like a really horrible day at work. Let's say, let's say you crash a company vehicle or some shit like that, and then you come home to death threats because because this how like like yo man, I they might have to cut my leg off in the morning. I don't know, man. They had to cut me out of the vehicle with the jaws of life, and you guys are over here telling me that I that you wish I would have died in the car crash. I I don't understand why I'm getting this. Like <laughs> like you know, it's like. It's like I didn't even cause a crash. It was a mechanical failure. Like, you know, like Raheem Mostert isn't going out there and choosing to be injured, man. Like, I, I really don't understand sports fans sometimes, but they need to they, they need to let up, man. They need to let up. Yeah, man. I don't get it. It's crazy. But things uh but shit is just the way fans are, I guess, man. I don't even know, man. Like that's the only that's the only way I can put it. But yeah, man, uh, Elijah Mitchell showed out and uh, showed improved and over the number one pick. And seemingly they started him because he was just performing better. And they said, we're going with the guy that's performing better, not the guy that we drafted number one overall. Okay. So, uh, uh, and real quick on that situation, I haven't looked into it yet, but um, uh, he was a healthy scratch. And Brennan Ayuk was relegated to only return duties. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what was up with either of those situations. You know, people are just making up stories at this point. Somebody said something like, what are the chances that they fought in practice or something? I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, the one thing that the Niners camp has been really, really great about um, since uh, John Lynch has arrived is – Nothing leaks out anymore, Mark. I'm a Niners fan, and I can't tell you what the hell is going on sometimes. So I don't think we're ever going to hear why. All I'm, all I'm curious to see is if uh, Trey Sermon is going to be starting um, like everybody expects him to. to. Mark, I'll tell you, as, as good as Mitchell did, um, Trey Sermon is more dynamic, and, and that's why he, we have him. Um, well, obviously, I mean. Yeah, so Trey, Trey Sermon should be – he should be starting this week. And then uh, to not have Brandon Ayuk, I honestly believe that for both of these scenarios, it's one of those things where it's like, we got to, if let's say something happened, they got to punish these guys. Hey, look, we're playing Detroit week one. Just, this is the week where we get, where we can do it. And it's not going to have any bearing on the uh, outcome of the game seemingly. So, uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, don't matter. I'm just I'm just hoping to see my full roster. <laughs> I guess minus Raheem Mostert. <laughs> I just I'm hoping to see my full roster uh, next week. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, Niners. We gotta do better on defense. We gotta we can't we can't we gotta close these games out. We can't let people come back on us like that. Yeah, speaking of the Niners and the comeback, that was a that was a wild game. The uh, the Niners almost lost that game for you, man. Like yeah. I was excited for them to lose, honestly. 
Like, well, I know you was, Mark. You all know you was salivating. Look, man, not I, today. I was excited for it, not because of you, though. I was excited for it because of football. Like, that would have just been an outlandish thing to happen in football. Look, I wasn't trying to be front page. Uh, I, I, wasn't, I didn't want my, my team providing front page material, Mark. I, didn't, I did not want that from my team, man. So it was good to see that they tight. They they got the job done. They closed it out. Debo Samuel, shame on you for dropping that ball, putting that ball on the ground. I had a Niners fan try to talk me down, Mark. Like, well, you know, he was trying to get the first down. We needed to get the first down. Well, you know, he just caught the ball. It was in trap. Look, man, even like if I'm a yard away from the first down, Mark, and I see any type of daylight, guess what I'm doing? I'm falling my way to the first down marker that way to make sure that nobody touched me. And even on the way there, guess what I'm doing? I'm tucking the ball. It's the end of the game. They have to get the turnover. Of course, they're going to try to punch it out, man. I was very disappointed in Debo Samuel. He made a ridiculous face after, after the play, when they showed him on the sideline, I changed my profile pic to that picture. Um, if y'all want to see it, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll even throw up the picture on, on the iTest uh, network uh, Facebook page just so y'all can see the ridiculous face that he made. That face is going to be burned into my memory for the rest of the season, Mark. Anytime Debo Samuel does something crazy, Hmm. that pitch is going to be right here, man. But luckily we recovered from that, so I'm not going to give him too much shit right now. No, I definitely understand. Um, But, uh, man, that was a great game, though. Mm. Um, Jared Goff, in the second half of that game looked better than uh, I expected him to look, but I still don't know what that is because I don't know if it's because your team completely took their foot off the gas and took the key out the ignition and then threw it into the field. Like, that's what it seemed like. That's That's what what it seemed like to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know if this is a true showing for Jared Goff or if your team just said, Ah, uh, fuck it. It's the end of the game. Yeah, I refuse to buy into Jared Goff being a legit NFL quarterback, but that's just me, Bark. <laughs> that's just me. Um, yeah, what other games? What other games stood out to you? Since we keep, we're just going down this rabbit hole. Well, see, like another game that stood out to me obviously was the game that I was looking forward to was the Eagles. Man, the Eagles legitimately looked amazing in Week One. I mean, granted, it was against Atlanta. I hear Atlanta has the tendency to do that. Yeah, uh, granted, it was against the Atlanta Falcons, but still, man, uh, you know what I mean? Maybe it's King, maybe it's King of Diamonds. Uh, like I don't know what it is out there. <laughs> but, like maybe it's too much King of Diamonds on Saturdays or something. But like these players, man, they not they not getting it together. Like Atlanta is not getting better. <laughs> like that's my issue. Like Atlanta looks terrible out there. Um, Feel bad for Atlanta uh, sports fans in general. I just don't. It's terrible. I saw somebody just today say that they will never see their team win a Super Bowl as long as they're alive. And and I'm like, dog, you're like 32. <laughs> that's a bold statement. That is a bold statement, man. But that's how they feel out there. And. Well, if Monday, I mean, excuse me, Sunday, Sunday, if Sunday is any indicator as to why, then I understand. Well, as an Eagles fan, 
that there's a lot of people that lived full lifetimes without seeing the Eagles reach a Super Bowl. Um, I'm glad that I can say that I've I've witnessed it. Now, not only witnessed them get there, you, you witnessed them win. So that's a right. Yeah. So but uh, yeah. back but back to this game, uh, the Eagles and the Falcons. It was a 32 to uh, 32 to six. Uh, in this game, Jalen Hurts, the guy that I was looking forward to, was 27 for 35, 264 yards, and three touchdowns. Very similar efficiency to uh, Tyrod Taylor, but more touchdowns. Um, he they look great, man. They look they look great. Uh, Russian leader for this game was Kenneth uh, was Kenny Gainwell. Uh, he had uh, nine. He had nine attempts on thirty-seven uh, rushing yards, and one touchdown. And of course, Devontae uh, Smith, six receptions, seventy-one yards, one touchdown. So just right there, you could see that the ball. Like if your leading receiver only has seventy-one yards, and it was two hundred sixty-four yards uh, total offense, mm-hmm. the ball spread around. The ball. The ball moved around. The ball moved around quite a bit. And actually, I don't know why they had Kenneth Gaywell as the Russian leader. Maybe it's because he had the touchdown. But Miles Sanders had uh, 74 yards rushing on 15 attempts. Uh, oh, so. that's weird. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he had been news. But, yeah, no, it's um, – like I said, I would like to say – I mean, Eagles did look great. Um, it, it, the, the, this is the most balanced I've seen the offense in a very long time, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like what I saw from uh, Jalen Hurts' performance. It's just it's like night and day watching him play versus watching Carson Wentz play. Um, <clears throat> that's what I'll say. So regardless of it being Atlanta, I like the things that I saw on the field, Mark, and that's what I'm trying to hold on to. So um, Atlanta. I don't, I can't even begin to tell you what's wrong with their offense, but whatever it is, Mark, they got to fix it and they got to fix it fast yeah. because this is not the only defense that they will be playing. You got to play the saints twice a year. What are they going to do about that? Mark, what are they going to do when they got to play the saints twice a year? And then they got to play Tampa. Now, because I have my questions about Tampa's defense Guess what? None of them involve what they're going to do against Atlanta. So, yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, when it comes to this game, like, I just a question of, I wonder if it was the Eagles' defense because the first, the first quarter and halfway through the second quarter, uh, Atlanta was like moving the ball really well. Now they got shut down in the red zone. But they were moving the ball in the first quarter particularly really well. And some at some point in the second quarter, the Eagles seemingly figured something out and shut everything down. Like, I mean, and it seemed like Atlanta just didn't have a second punch from there. Like, um, may, and maybe that's the issue with Atlanta is that they didn't have a second punch after the Eagles figured it out. Like, they had no second way of, of going well, or go-to. But. Well, this is what I'll say. This is what the, the 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 only obvious thing that I saw, Mark, was in a game like this in the past, what they used to do was just over-target Julio Jones. Hey, 
this would be a game where Julio would get 13 catches because, you know, Matt Ryan would just be like, well, nothing else is working. I'm just going to throw to Julio. He's going to make these catches covered. He's going to do these things. Um, He's going to get open. Um, And I feel like what we're seeing partial is partially because somebody took Matt Ryan's crutch away. And this is what Matt Ryan actually looks like as a quarterback. I'm not going to put it all on Matt Ryan because he was under duress. Mark, I'm sure you saw that. It wasn't somebody. Julio. (laughs) Julio, who was the crutch, took himself away. Look, look, look. However you want to word it, Julio ain't there no more. It is very apparent. So he, he hasn't quite figured out who that crutch will be. I feel like it'll be Kyle Pitts at some point. Um, but right now, we don't know what it's going to be. I don't think he knows, and I don't think the uh, coordinators there know either. And like I said, I, I will give props to – I did. I do believe that the Eagles' defensive front has always been great, so it could be part of it. But I just haven't – it's been so long since I've seen Atlanta look like this. Even when they were losing their games last year, they didn't look like this. Yeah, and uh, it it looks – Looks crazy the way it is currently. Yeah. Um, so, um, and another game um, that stood out to me, or not even a game, but a player, uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, I got to bring this up because I, w- I was not expecting, I was not expecting much from this man, at least not this year, based on what we saw in preseason. He couldn't. Like, the man couldn't catch a cold out there, as they would say. And seemingly, he caught – well, not seemingly. On Sunday, he caught everything. And he caught – and he caught deep balls that were coming over his back. He was able to track the ball through the air and still catch it. Like, so – Like, he was making catches, catches. Yes. Like, and to me, Mark, the biggest thing is – I like. I know some people like to say, "Well, it's preseason." Look, man, if you can't catch, you can't catch. It don't matter whether it's preseason, the off season. You know, it don't matter what season it is. Spring, summer. Like, if you can't catch, you just can't catch, Mark. And, right. and that's what it looked like, you know. So, um, and for him to seemingly get over a case of the drops that quickly is just. It wasn't. I don't think anybody could have predicted that. Right. No, you you really couldn't have like, I, but I did find it. I found it really funny that like people are trying to backtrack now. Like, oh well, like you shut the naysayers up, blah 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 blah. How do you feel about shutting the naysayers up? Meanwhile, they were the naysayers. Look, man, well, everybody was a naysayer, bro. Like, we're uh, not gonna sit here yeah. pretend we even talked about it. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm gonna put it out there right now. I was a naysayer. He's like, I said nay. It was me. <laughs> he said, I said nay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's why we're here talking about it now, because like we didn't expect this shit. Nobody did, you know. Like right. if anybody out here is trying to tell you, yeah, you know, I told you. I've heard people, I heard people say that he was going to possibly get it together, but it was gonna take him towards the middle of the season. Like right. You guys were wrong. You guys were also naysayers. You just right. weren't as much of a naysayer as us, but y'all didn't believe it either, man. So, so exactly. not, nah, man. Like, not. Nah. It's, it's just something that wasn't expected. Um, like you said, Mark, um, we don't know if we've been catfished. We don't know uh, 
if we just been trolled. I, I don't know what happened, you right. know. But it seemed seemingly everybody, you know, the rust, the rust that he supposedly had is is magically disappeared, you know. I will say this though, if that was a troll job, that was that was that's a one trolling. That is a one trolling. And like that is trolling at its finest. Yeah, yeah. You can't get better than that, Mark. It it has to be. Look, I I don't know what to say about it. I know we're sitting here still kind of fumbling over and talking about it, but Shout out to Jamar Chase for for showing up with, with a set of hands with a brand new pair of hands. Right. I don't know if he has surgery on it or some or uh, they did a hand transplant. Mark, I don't know what they did, man, but whatever they did, it's working. He, got, he found the little giant sticker. <laughs> he did something, man. He could, he could. I mean, he he gonna be pissing in the cup soon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't. I don't think there's uh, anything else notable about that game to say, except for the fact that the Vikings lost to the Bengals. Right. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't supposed to happen, Mark. Well, I mean, when Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, I, I, everything's up for grabs, bro. It, hey, it happens this way sometimes when Kirk is your quarterback. You're right. You're right. And I will say, I believe one of the reasons why they won the game was Joe Mixon. Was actually they actually was giving them the ball to run. Yeah, They're playing smart. They're playing smart. Giving them the ball and run, indeed. Uh, Joe Mixon had a stat line of 20, 29 rushes. Wow, they actually yeah twenty nine feeding rushes. him, feeding him. Yeah, Joe Mixon eight twenty nine rushes, one hundred twenty seven yards. 4.4 uh, yard uh, per carry average uh, and a touchdown. His longest run of the day was a 19-yarder. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, the quarterback of the team, had an efficient day. He was 20 for 27, uh, 74%, 261 uh, passing yards and two touchdowns. The thing that I, the only reason why I'm really bringing him up is to show the fact that he did suffer five sacks though, and and we all know what happened last year was like Minnesota's defense isn't something that you need to be scared of, and when you get further into the season, and the fact of the matter is that this team has to see Pittsburgh twice, <laughs> like they have to see Pittsburgh twice. You gotta and, play the gotta play the Browns defense. Exactly, and you have to play the Browns defense twice. And then you got the Ravens defense. Like you just you're just playing the best defenses every week. Like right. you see, like you know, like you it's are, just, that's five. That's that's excuse me. That's six games worth of defenses that you got to face that that are dangerous. Right, and you already have suffered five six against Minnesota. Like this is a recipe for disaster. Like I hope T.J. Watt gonna do. Like I really hope you enjoy Jamar Chase, Bucko. Because, <laughs> because it's not going to feel good later on when Pittsburgh puts up seven sacks in a single game against you. Mm. Like, like that's not going to feel good. And then, because I mean, that's just the sack total. How many hits are you going to suffer? How many, like, uh, yeah. like, Doug, you just came off of season injury because you were running for your life. And it looks like you're going to be running for your life again. Well, I'll take 27 catches, though, Mark. I'll, I mean, 27 uh, passes. I will take that over the ridiculous numbers that they had them doing last year. So try to minimize those dropbacks. 
But if there's a 20% chance or the, if, if, if you're being sacked at a 20% rate mark, that is not good. No, it's that not. Is not good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that is not good at all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can't be back there. You can't be back there on every fifth or sixth drop back like, <laughs> like oh, man, what's going to happen? Like, Yo, <laughs> Jesus, man. Every five. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not every, good. Every five dropbacks, you're going to every five dropbacks, you're going to get hit. That's wild. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. That's got to be a terrifying feeling. <laughs> you get a first down, and you're like, "Shit, it's about that actually, time already." That's not, even, like, that's not even right because, again, that's just the sacks that he actually. Oh no, that's got. the sacks. Like hits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we talk about hits. That's probably more like fifty percent chance that you get hit. Like right, like every other every other pass you're possibly going to get hit. I understand now why Joe Mixon rushed for twenty nine times. Had to. He had to. Had to. That's the only way you guys can protect your quarterback. All because he wanted his friend from college to be on his. <laughs> his friend from college can catch balls, Mark. That's hey, it. <laughs> but we're gonna but we're gonna find out real soon. Does how much that actually matters when somebody is beating your chest in with their shoulder pad. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. What are the games, man? Moving on. Um, You have the Green Bay. I'm I'm just going to talk about it. The elephant in the room. The Green Bay Packers versus the Saints. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was doing his best longest yard performance. (laughs) <laughs> please elaborate mark because nah man i feel like bucko had he out there point saver mark <laughs> he had a bet he's out there playing oh, he had a bet on the game dog you know what i'm saying he was out there being the last boy scout and shit <laughs> oh man he has some debts to repay <laughs> Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, we're going to catch him next week with a pistol tucked in his waistband, Mark? What are we going to see? What are we going to see? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out, man. What, what, what is going on with Eric Rodgers, man? Like, look, I, I can't – I'm not going to believe that he just played that bad. Yeah. I, whether he's shaving points or not, whether he owes people money, I don't know, Mark. I don't know the reason why. I don't know if he's just being petty. He seems like the type. But that shit is unacceptable. That's what I want to talk about with this game. The unacceptable performance from Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I didn't like – I feel like maybe he he wasn't all the way in it. And then it's very unacceptable as a franchise, Mark. For you to pull your starters out with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Mark. Um, when was the last time you've seen a team take the starters out with 11 minutes left in the game? Uh, I've never seen it. I'm being honest. I've never seen it, and I find it highly disrespectful. Yeah, um, I've never seen it either. And, and it's and it's, it's the part that bothered me, Mark. Um they didn't just pull Aaron Rodgers. They pulled everybody. I looked. I was like, okay, Love is in there. Wait, wait a minute. Is that A.J. Dillon? Oh, you guys pulled. Then they started looking at the sideline, and you could see all the wide receivers on the side, too. So you guys took out all the starters. 
Uh. All of them. See, that's where I have a problem, Mark. Yo, we we this exactly. is exactly it wasn't man. like they took out one or two. Every like it was every starter, like everybody. Were, like they were playing a fucking high school game. Like, Yo. Uh, like where's your pride? This is on national television. Where is your pride? Thank you. So national television. Thank you, Mark. When I say this, like you 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 wave the white flag. You threw in the towel, man. And, and, With a whole quarter left to play. Yo, plenty of time. The score, Mark, it what, what was it, 33 to 3 at the time or whatever? The, like, look, you have to go out there. It, look, get, you could probably get two, two quick touchdowns in that time. You're Aaron Rodgers. You could probably get three quick touchdowns in that time. Make the score look respectable. Do you remember – I remember a certain game, Mark, that happened in the playoffs last year where you had the Steelers and the Browns playing. And the Browns were beating the dog shit out of uh, the Steelers. And guess what they did, Mark? They stayed in the game. Guess what they did? They ended up scoring like 28 straight points, okay? Look, you can uh, – your, your job is to at least make the score respectable or to, to, to at least – Walk off the field with your head held high. If you've ever played football before, these are things that you have heard before, and especially. Well, I mean, football. look at what look what look at what Detroit just did to your team. They definitely made it respectable and damn near won a game off it. it you know, thir- thirty-one to ten, they could have just quit. Mark, like you know, thirty-four to ten, they could have just quit. Yeah, but, but no, they didn't. You know what I'm saying? They showed up and they played, Mark. Look, it's pathetic. And, I mean, and it's pathetic for a lot of reasons, just... Mark. It's no, pathetic. I mean, for... I... Yeah, you're right. And it's... I guess this is the di- that that this is the difference, the fundamental difference between Kansas City and and Patrick Mahomes versus people like Green Bay and shit. Because Patrick Mahomes has been down yet again and he's and he's won. Like they, they, let's talk about that game, Mark. They got outplayed. Let's yeah. let's let's just let's just be real. Like Kansas City was was getting outplayed right. by the Browns. Um and they somehow won the game. And that's just and that's just what it is. Like um it, it was a close game. It it I kind of expected it that not expected, but thought that it could be a close game just because, you know, we heard me, Mark, if you're going to play, if you're going to have all those guys on defense, play defense the way they do and then run the ball the way they do, you're going to end up in a lot of close games. So, um, yeah, but like you said, there's a difference, man. There's a difference between, between, uh, you know, teams that play to the last minute and teams that pull their guys out. I more and more, the more I see of, their coach in Green Bay, the more I dislike them. Mm. No self-respecting coach will pull their guys that early. And it's more concerning that, number one, I didn't see guys fighting to get back in. Exactly. Because it says one of two things. Either those guys don't got that fight in them or they're just tired of fighting with the coach. Yeah. Or they just – or just – Things, uh, things on that team may be in more disarray than what mm-hmm. already seems like it's too much. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. So because the fact that these guys don't want to fight for the team or they just like don't want to be out there. You at least fight for your brothers on the field, Mark. Like, like, and I'm, and I'm going to use a work reference here. You know, we both were in maintenance. There's days where you just like, man, these people above us don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't know what the hell's going on. They don't really care about what's going on. But at the end of the day, what makes you, what makes you still work your ass off on that night is the people that's next to you. You know what I mean? Right. And you ride out for them. That's what you do. So, and that's definitely a concept that has been around in football for a very long time. So, yes, there might be a little bit more going on with the team dynamic there than we know of. Yeah, man, I don't know. But it, it look, it's looking bad. Um, but, again, but that was only one week. It's only week one. We'll see how things go moving forward. Uh, you did want to talk about teams um, not uh, and how they approach their preseason. <sighs> And Green Bay was one of those teams that held a lot of their guys out of preseason um, to a lot of their starters out in preseason. And it looked and it showed it looked like it looked like they weren't ready. Um, yeah. And, but I mean, it also looked like they didn't care that they weren't ready. So, yes. So so, Mark, I don't know if this is a side effect, which I believe it is, but. I'm not 100% sure if it's a side effect of them having a shortened preseason. Um, this you had what we had this year was three three preseason games and a bye week before the start of the season. Uh-huh. And what I saw, Mark, was I, if I'm not mistaken, teams either took week two of the preseason to play their starters. Or they just didn't play him at all, Mark. And even in the week two game, that games that I was seeing the starters playing in, typically you have that one week where they play three quarters, Mark. And there was no, I don't recall any teams really playing their starters for three quarters. It wasn't very, you know, so like, so these teams that are completely bypassed, they're playing their starters a, a, a significant amount of minutes in a preseason, all of these teams had chemistry issues. All of these teams look, look like they had rust. So, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like a lack of preparation is um, is what caused a lot of these teams to to have the performance that performances that they did. And my biggest issue with that mark is you can't give away any games in the NFL. Right, you cannot give away any games. There's only one by there's only one team with a bye in the playoffs now. You cannot afford to give up any games for free. And seemingly some teams decided that that's what they were going to do. So um, shame on those teams. They get everything that they're getting, everything that they deserve, Mark. (laughs) And um, yeah, you know, you think they would have would have learned something from watching the slow starts to last season due to the lack of practice in preseason due to COVID. Right. But it seems like more teams just uh, bore down into it, which is weird. But yeah, don't know what to do about that. Um, but anyway, um, moving on. 
so I guess the only thing really to talk about, that's it for what I had that stood stood out to me. Is there anything else that stood out to you? Um I don't know if anything well anything else that stood out to you rather. Um okay, the, this this one last thing. The Ravens. I'm starting to lose faith in the Ravens, Mark. Mm. And um I know this is one game. It's the Raiders, though. It's not it's it's less about it's less about the Raiders and it's more about what I saw. Mark Andrews, whatever chemistry that um that Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews had in season one. It's just, it just seems like it's just deteriorating year by year. Um, he still has Marquise Brown as, as one of his wideouts. Um, Marquise Brown played well this he week. He did. He made some Boy, catches. Boy, he made some catch. catches. But Mark, every catch. Do you believe? Do you believe that this is the Mark, the Mark, the Marquise Brown that you saw? Do you, do you believe that's the one that you're going to see for the rest of the season? No. Okay. I didn't like what I saw from Lamar. I don't blame him, though. But I don't like what I saw because he still obviously feels as if he has to do everything. But like I said, I'm not blaming him because if you look around at what his team's been doing performance-wise around him, you would feel like you need to do everything, Mark. Uh-huh. And, and so I can't fully put that on him. If he goes out there and he does too much and he fumbles, so be it, Mark. So be it. It's just what comes with the territory. They got two running backs with ACLs, or excuse me, three. Three yeah. running backs with ACLs torn. So yeah. I don't know what they want from him, but I just – I'm losing face because I feel like at this point we just got to say it's a crime what they're doing with him and the, ta- the the amount of talent that they're putting around him or lack thereof, Mark. And um, I understand I'm, I might, I may be speaking prematurely because uh, Sammy Watkins should be coming up <clears throat> as well as uh, Rashawn Bateman. But to me, if the best you can offer is an aging injury prone veteran and an unproven rookie, Mark, if there's no in between with you guys, then then I don't know. This is just something that I feel like they're asking Lamar to do too much, and that is going to be the, to the detriment of his, or it has been to the detriment of his uh, development. Yeah, uh, I can't disagree. I so, can't disagree. That's, that was my final thought on that. So that's it. That's all I got for today, man. All right, man. So with that. I guess let's just look at week two and see uh, what's going on for week two. Week two, 49ers versus the Eagles. You and I directly come head-to-head at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, You know, I feel like we did this before. Actually, we did this last year. We did. Why are the Eagles playing the 49ers two years in a row? Oh, are we – Hold up. Do, do we play your division this year? And last year it was an out-of-division game? Like Last what? year it was an out-of-division game, I believe, and this year is a – no, excuse me. Last year was an in-division – it was a division game. This year it's an out-of-division game hmm. because your division plays the AFC West. All of you guys get your turn to play the – 
played the uh, the Chiefs and the you know you're and the Raiders and all them. What's up? You know you're an NFC team, right? I know I'm an NFC team. We play one NFC team and one AFC team. No, no, I'm saying yeah, yes, I'm saying that to I'm, I said division, not conference. Yeah. Yeah, but we play – what division do we play in the NFC? It's not us. Okay. Because I believe it was it was, it was was y'all last year. Like I said, we ended up playing Washington last year and all that. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is an out-of-division game, I guess. They was like, well, we'll give the 49ers a shot again to beat. Man, don't talk crazy like that. Anyways. <laughs> Did y'all not lose? Are we going to talk about why we lost? Or are we just going I don't to go care why you lost. Did you lose? Of course you don't, Mark. Why, why should I care? As long as I, mean, I care. Why should you, you care? You, you should. You should. You should. You should take, have, did, you should take you, your dubs you, however you can get them, Mark. Have you ever exactly talked about you how do. you win? If you, you, pick up, take, if you pick up $20 off the ground, and do you care how you got it? Are you, yeah, I do. If I lost a leg to get it, then it matters. Yeah, it matters I said, how I got it. $20 off the ground. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? If somebody spit on the $20 before I picked it up, it matters, man. Look, man, you can take your dirty victory. And you can you can flaunt around, you know you what I'm saying? Say that, 20 got, that 20 got spit on it, but I got $20. Okay, if that's what you're proud about, then go ahead, Mark. You walk around yeah. with your spit on yo, $20. Yo, yo, you, yo, if you let a little bit of saliva stop you from getting twenty dollars <laughs> loan me some money hey, clearly, hey. clearly you rich hey look that just says how long it's been since you had twenty dollars that's all it says that's all it says mark i'm sorry that i have children and a family to take yeah care. you figure out how to feed the uh, philadelphia eagles fans how about that Listen, <laughs> yo, like hungry. i said well, clearly clearly you rich if you can just be like ah that twenty dollars has spit on it. I don't think so. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, that don't make me rich. That make, <laughs> give me some that money, bro. Me, that makes me a human being with dignity. <laughs> give me some money, bro. I didn't say you saw them spit on it. <laughs> look, man, look, <laughs> you wild, man. Look, I'm just saying, give but, me some money. That's all. But know? either way, for this for this game, obviously, I'll say this is I think the game will be closer than some people think. ESPN has uh, the Niners. Here predicted uh, they have a 52.8% chance of victory, um, 46.8% chance for the Eagles, and a 0.4% chance to tie. So that's where that's where we're at here with this game. So apparently ESPN also thinks it'll be a close game. So I, I agree with them, but I do have I agree with ESPN. I'm edging the victory to the Niners. I feel like it's gonna be a one-score game, Mark. Last last possession. Mm. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. Uh, we smoking on a Garoppolo pack, you know. Yeah. <laughs> look, man, look. Jimmy G, Jimmy G is Jimmy G, and I know who he is, and I understand how I feel about him. But this week, he ain't gonna let me down, Mark. I got faith in him. I got faith in Jimmy G that he gonna get the job done. We'll see. I hope, I hope so, man. I'm look, not gonna... He, gonna, he gonna eat against y'all secondary. I'm not gonna. Man. Okay, if you say so, man. Look, we could always do a live about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm around. We could always look, do a look. live about it. We went live last year. You know what I'm saying? When the Eagles and San Fran played, we could do, 
Look, man. Look, we could we 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 could definitely have a conversation. Let's talk could, about it. Talk you about it. We talking right now. What do you mean? We talk. We are talking right now, man. What do you mean? Let, let's hey, we talk. You know what I'm saying? I got family coming in town. All kind of yeah, stuff. Right. stuff. They can be look, in the live saying? too. My, my mom's gonna be here and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Can, hey, look, can. ma, hold up. This is rivalry week. You know, you know what they, we got a, we got a game coming. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? That's how we watch this football like the rest of us. Like, hey, stop, look, stop, look, like stop. I said, we can talk about it. Like, we she can, can get on the live. Ain't nobody. I mean, it doesn't matter whether we go live. Whether it doesn't matter whether we watch your team lose on live or not, Mark. I mean, as long as my team win, I don't care. So but, you know, it's whatever, man. Listen, if you want to like broadcast said, your tears, look, we look, can do listen. that, Mark. I mean, last time, last week, everybody watched your tears. Look, man, look, all I'm saying is we can broadcast your tears if you want to, man. Clearly, you must must have felt bad about my team losing last year, so you're here to get on cam and watch your team lose this year. Thank Uh, you. You're a great friend, Mark. All right. You're a hell of a guy. That's the best you got? You're a hell of a guy, Mark. Let me tell you something. I, I, I don't listen to what those other people say about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's, that's the best, if that's the best you got, then you hurting for uh insults, I'm not hurting for nothing, man. Not not all, at all. All man. I know, man, listen. We got a healthy team this year. A healthy team right now, man. No, you don't. We lost most of no, it, and we're still gonna give it to y'all. You lost most you lost Jason Verrett again. Yeah, yeah. I know. Look, man. <laughs> Jason what are you talking Jason about? Jason Verrett has always been injury injury prone. Look, man, we got we got our hitters up front that matter, and that's what matters, Mark. We got our linebackers. Look, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> does, does. What are you talking about, Jameis Winston on deck? Like, you know mm-hmm. what? Like, man had the most ridiculous stat line: five touchdowns, one hundred and seventy-three yards passing. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you listen, bro. Listen. I don't care how we do it, but we gonna bust y'all ass. Like, that's just how it's gonna be. That's the way it has to be. So that's crazy talk, but we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, like I said, ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know what I mean? Crazy like, talk, crazy. Like, like I love to see you like just sit there in disbelief and shock on on live. I might, you know what? I might go back and watch that video today. Like, yeah, you might want to go back and watch that video because there ain't going to be nothing like that this year. You know what okay. I'm saying? We'll like, you're not going to be playing against a third string, run, uh, third string quarterback and a fourth string running back this year. So we'll understand we'll that, Mark. We'll you won't see. be playing against the, the fifth receiver, the fifth wide receiver of the depth chart either. So, okay. You say so. Just letting you know. Okay. It's going to be a little bit different. Mm. Okay, if you say so, you know what I'm saying it's not going to be Jordan Reed out there this year. It's going to be <laughs> you hey. have to see George Kittle this year. Mark, it's, it's different. <laughs> now, okay. now you can sit there and pretend if you want to, Mark, but that's that's fine. You can you can give your fake, you know, whatever. Like, all right, you know what, what it is with George Kittle. Yeah, I know what it, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll find out. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. It's all good, bro. Don't worry. I ain't tripping. Like like I said, man, I, I'll holla at you on Sunday. See Yeah, you. let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. But uh any other games that us that you looking forward to besides uh hoping and praying for your team. Hoping and praying for my team. It's a wild statement. Yeah. Um I want to see 
I want to see Jets Patriots. I just I really want to see how the Jets defense holds up. We know what their offense looked like. It looked like hot garbage. But I want to see if their defense holds up against the Patriots. Um, man, uh, I want to say the only other game I want to see, once again, here we go. I want to see Chargers-Cowboys. I, I honestly think uh, it's going to be another shootout. I'm trying to see how good Justin Herbert can look against a trash defense. Wow. Well, uh, I mean, Chiefs-Ravens Chiefs should be another good game, but um, – yeah, I'm more I'm more interested in I'm more interested in the Chargers Cowboys game. Yeah, man. It's gonna be interesting. I think this week is gonna be really interesting. I'm looking forward to the Bengals game myself. Mm-hmm. Uh Bengals Bears game, like largely, like I said, because of that. Uh, I wanna see what happens when you play a better defense than the Minnesota Vikings and they're going up against the Chicago Bears defense. And man, if they send the blitz packages with Khalil, that's going to be, oh boy, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Texans and Browns to seeing if the Texans are the real deal or if it was just that Jacksonville is not. <laughs> at all like you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. i really want to know uh i do i will say this i like the text i like the texans head coach approach uh, it seems like he got that team behind him no matter what so like and with the turmoil that's going on with the team with the sean watson and then him not wanting to be there and stuff it seems like this team has rallying around their new head coach and um I want to see if that's if that's true, if that holds true and that continues. Yeah. Uh, another game I want to see is the Jaguars versus the Broncos. Just because I want to see I want to see the Jaguars, as the English people would say over there. I want to <laughs> I want to see if they're able to uh, recover or if Urban Myers is really just. Uh, just a ticking time bomb, and it's falling apart, man. Look, man, the, the Jaguars are looking more like the Shagwars, you know what I'm saying? The people people coming over there to get, you know, get their stuff off. That's that's what it looks like to me, but <laughs> but, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Well, you know, um, as much as I as much as I dislike Urban Meyer, um I couldn't even I, I couldn't have predicted them looking this bad in week one. So I think I think part of it was like they look so bad defensively, like oh no, the defense gave them nothing. So, um, but the defense ain't going to give them nothing. So he has to work. He, you have to work around that. You have to figure it out. You you, you got to just walk into it like every day, every week. Somebody's going to bust your head. You know, on the other on the other side of the ball, you have to have the offense going. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You have to. Um, so with that, I I think I'm pretty good for this week, man. We covered the games that we're looking forward to. We covered things that happened last week. Um anything else you got? Um 
No, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we're going to close this one out. Uh, it's a fairly short one, but that's all right. Um, and we'll come back next week with a little bit more. Uh, there's a few things that we did get into this week that we really want to talk about, like the uh, uh, the the tragedy that was Evander Holyfield's fight versus Vito Belfort. Um, and uh, a few thing, other things that are going on around the sports uh, realm. So with that being said, uh, time to get out of here on this one, though. So yeah. um, with that, I ain't got nothing else. But love y'all. Respect y'all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, link, like, subscribe. Peace.